Welcome to the Relaxed Running Podcast, the show that helps runners and athletes in running-based sports transform the way they run. Here's your host, Tyson Popplestone. Hey guys, welcome back to the Road to Melbourne episode number two. Tyson here, thanks for stopping by. I thought I'd give you a little update on the marathon preparation. We're still, it's March the 5th, I think, today. So we're still March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. We're seven months away. We're starting a long way out. And the reason for that is I've been out of competitive running now for for quite a while. I, I officially retired from competitive running I think it was the end of 2013, early 2014. So running has, I mean, it's still played a relatively big part of my life. I've still been running two to three times a week for a lot of that time, apart from like the year after I stopped running where I just was in the gym all the time and trying not to run (laughs) because all I was concerned about was putting on muscle. And uh, every run to me at that time was like another couple of kilos of just lacking gains was the way I looked at it. So I didn't do a whole heap of running for that year, but ever since then, there's been usually like one or two jogs and a sprint session on a lot of weeks. Some some weeks, you know, I might miss that sprint session or do slightly more or less jogging, but it shouldn't have been a huge shock to my system that I'm back into the world of running. Um, however, it's been really interesting just trying to navigate uh, something a little bit more structured. I was excited at the start of this year to get back into something a little more specific, a little more structured. And when I first started, I thought, okay, well, I'm just going to do three days a week. The idea was on the Sunday, I was going to go out for a longer run. That started off at about 18K, which sounds like a lot if you're, if you're sort of newer to the sport. But as a bloke, I used to run sort of 24Ks on a fairly regular basis. It wasn't uncommon for me to do sort of 12 to 14Ks from time to time over the last few years. So 18 sounds like a lot, but it's not that much of a jump up. Then I was going out and doing a, a Wednesday session, so that was like tempos or um, intervals or hills or you know like a threshold style run. And then on a Friday, I was just doing like an easy eight to ten k run. After a couple of weeks of feeling really good with that, I added in a Tuesday run, which was just another opportunity, thirty minutes, about six k's. It was just to turn the legs over. The problem that I've ran into at the moment is, and I I can't a hundred percent put my finger on what's causing it. I'm sitting here, I'm having my second week out from running because I, I keep having little minor calf strains. I'd never had this issue before when I was competing as a middle distance runner. And I think part of what it is, is, well, first of all, just the conditioning that's required to go out and do some really fast work is just not in my legs just yet. And secondly, uh, I think uh, just the intensity that I'd been hitting a couple of sessions that might have been a little bit harder than what it needed to be right now. So it's a, a weird welcome back to the world of running and it's it's a blessing in disguise that I'm starting the build up so far out so I can navigate my way through all these niggles. Um, essentially, what happened was a, a couple of weeks ago, I think I told you on the first version of this, I went out to do six by a K. I got 100 metres away from the finish line of my sixth rep. I was just doing 330s out slightly uphill and then 330s back down slightly downhill which it was it was a pretty hard workout to be fair like for my current fitness over a session like that that was I was working relatively hard but I got 100 meters from the end about 318 pace for the last one and uh, I felt this familiar ping in my uh, what was it it was my right calf at that time so I had a week off I did some icing and then I got back in and just started massaging it and started rolling it and um, just started doing some skipping and things Felt fantastic, felt wonderful. Uh, very slowly got back into my running. I was back down in uh, Gippsland, 
a week and a half ago. And a couple of days before this, I went out for sort of, a, it was six Ks and I was doing a couple of minutes on and a minute off, a couple of minutes on. Oh, sorry, reverse that. I was doing a, a minute on, a couple of minutes off, a minute on, a couple of minutes off. I did that for about 25 minutes. Next day I went back out, did a similar thing, but sort of flipped that. So I was doing a couple of minutes on, a minute off. Felt fantastic, no pain whatsoever, and gradually just started increasing the distance. Um, that was until, what are we now, Monday. So not yesterday, the Sunday before, I went out for my, my usual long run. And this is just the nature of the beast that we're in at the moment. Nothing to do with my calves, nothing to do with any particular strains there. I felt the inside of my right Achilles develop this real dull pain, which I, I it wasn't unfamiliar. Like I'd had a little bit of pain through that Achilles when I was training back in the day. So it was completely fine. I um, It was about 5Ks in when I started to feel it. Then at about 7Ks, I was like, oh, the pain, like it hasn't gotten any worse. I thought I'd give it another couple of Ks. The pain gradually, it, it, I mean, it, if it didn't get better, it didn't get worse, which was good. So I ran, finished the 20K, felt fine. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just, I'll watch it. I wasn't that concerned because, as I said, it was a pain that I'd felt in the past. And it, I always seemed to be able to run with that little bit of pain. It never caused any problems. And I thought, it's not worth missing the fitness, trying to get on top of such a small thing. And it sounds maybe silly, but the truth is, uh, having had this injury and running on it pretty consistently for like a year and a half, it was, it's not even an injury. It's more just like a, a slight discomfort, but it gradually seems to warm up through session. So nothing serious. If it was getting worse, I'd go and get it checked out properly. But that was my, my concern because I hadn't felt that for a little while. So the couple of days later, I got back into my Tuesday run. No worries. Um, as that run, uh, Got, as I got further into that run, I was about 4K and realized the pain had completely disappeared. Fantastic. But then the next day I thought, and this is something I do from time to time, I love getting my shoes off and running around and I've never had any problems with this before and it's not something I do regularly. And the next day I went to the Queenscliff Footy Oval and uh, uh, the only thing on my mind going into this run was my right Achilles and just hoping that it was the same pain I used to feel. Anyway, I was listening to a bit of Hermanos Guterres. Um, I'm not sure how to say their name. Tiny Desk Concert, you should check them out. I'm a big fan, though my mum thought they were a little bit weird. But they just get you into a really good headspace. And I was running around. And in my head, I was thinking I must have been running at like 4.30, 4.40 pace. And I looked down at probably about 8K or 7K. And that K was about 4.07. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this feels fantastic. I, I felt like I was jogging. And so I just kept rolling around. And I wasn't really looking at times. And then uh, I noticed at the end, like I was, I was, I looked down at my watch, and the last five k was like three forty five pace. It felt like I was barely breathing, and it was <laughs> mentally it was a big breakthrough because I realised I was like, I think I could run this pace for a marathon if I can develop my fitness. I'm not a hunt. I think what's four minute pace is like two fifty marathon pace. Is that right? Four minutes is forty hour twenty two forty. Yeah, so about. 250 pace is four minutes. So I thought, yeah, I could definitely maintain 345 pace for a marathon, which we'll talk about soon, because I think my goals have, have been readjusted, assuming I can get on top of these injuries. Um, but running around there, and then with, I was going to do 14K. With a K to go, I felt that same familiar ping in my, my left calf, and I thought, okay, well, I've had this before. So I just cut it a K short, and that's where I'm at at the moment. I'm giving it to Wednesday, currently Monday, before I start giving it some massage and, and doing a little bit of more weight-bearing stuff on it. I'm really hoping it's just because I haven't had a heap of time doing really specific conditioning work that I've had a little bit of trouble with this. I'm thinking that if I can get on top of this one, maybe I'll just be a little more cautious with my return over the next two weeks, maybe no long runs, just let my body adjust. Um, 
frustrating though really frustrating because it's and it's i guess it's the beauty as well it's the beauty of the sport is that you just want to be able to go out and just do consistent training that's every athlete's goal in the world but i guess the challenge and the thing you've got to navigate is the inevitable niggles and injuries that do come your way so um essentially here's my approach from now on once this one gets better i'm gonna uh, probably back off the pace for a little while because it seems to be that when I increase the pace is, is where the um, the problems kick in. Regardless of how well I feel aerobically, I think my calves are in a little bit of, hey, welcome back to business, and they're just not quite ready for that just yet. So I've got to be patient with them. Truth is, if I can maintain relatively good fitness until June, I was going to do a 16-week block build up to the Melbourne Marathon. Um, so if I can get that 16-week period started with relatively good base i think that'll be completely fine i've also decided uh, and this is kind of big in my mind it's got me got me really pumped up and part of it was on the podcast last week i had matt fox from sweat elite on matt and i used to run against each other on a fairly regular basis growing up and matt was a 148 800 meter man if you haven't listened to the podcast and he's now a 220 marathon runner and him and i used to have some good battles over sort of fifth and hundred and three k's and he lit a little fire. Um, he was he was stroking my ego a bit, telling me that he think I would be you know a good possibility to break two twenty if I stuck to the marathon for a few years. And as he was talking, my curiosity was peaking because the truth is I really enjoy the marathon running. And I think I've been saying for ages now that I think I'd just like to break three hours. But the truth is, three hours is I think if I just maintained relative fitness and didn't run like an idiot, like I did in my first marathon, I think it's a little bit too lenient for my running ability. So I've adjusted my goal, which seems weird based on the fact that I'm currently nursing an injury. I'm gonna I'm gonna readjust my my goal for Melbourne. This sounds like a huge change up, but I think when you hear about the direction that I'm gonna take my training, it won't sound so crazy. I'm going to change my goal from a sub three to a sub 240 because I think my attitude has changed from what it originally was. My attitude originally was just like, hey, run three days a week and see if you can break three. But now I'm thinking I'm going to build up to maybe four or five days a week um, with a really focused session, a really focused long run, and then a couple of easier runs and some strength work. Essentially, for a little while, I, I, I want to train not like a full-time athlete, obviously not, but sort of like how I was training back in the day when I was competing at a higher level. I, I love running which is a, a the, the start point. Like, I really enjoy that style. The reason that I'm excited about it is because I think I'm healthier now than I ever was. The reason I stopped running was because I was having chronic sinusitis. I, I had an allergy to dairy at the time, and I, I didn't know that it was, I think it was just an overconsumption of dairy that was causing the problems. And I was constantly on the brink of being sick, and I always felt, you know, that real sinus pressure that you have in your head? And I remember just feeling um, fevery all the time. That doesn't happen anymore. So I think the quality of my training already, I'm like, oh, I recover better from the sessions. I enjoy the training more. I feel better when I'm out there. I'm not running as fast as I was, but I think that's just a fitness level. I think my strength and endurance is going to come back in a pretty strong way. And I've I've kind of got my horizon set on maybe the next three or four years doing some really good solid marathon running. I'd, I'm even thinking I'd love to get down around near where Matt Fox is at the moment he's running 220s that's a long way into the future that's a long way into the future and i don't want to estimate how difficult that's going to be so essentially that's where i'm at that's where i'm at i've um i've readjusted the goals based not just on that conversation but based on how much i'm enjoying the training but the next thing i'm i'm trying to navigate and it's funny getting involved in the um distance running world again because i feel so lost in the world of shoes and gear 
Uh, so I've been doing a little bit of uh, research. I've been looking at the, the vapor flies, like the Nike vapor flies, the alpha flies. If any of you have recommendations on the best marathon shoe in your perspective, I'd love to hear it. I think the hype around Nike is, <laughs> I don't know what this is in me, but the hype around the vapor flies, for me, I'm just like, okay, I think it's just really good marketing and the fact that you've got the fastest man in the world running in them. Or was it alpha flies? See, this is how much I don't know about the, the world of marathon shoes at the moment. Makes me think I want to go with something else. I like the look of the uh, those Asics Metaspeed Plus. Those uh, they're like a bluey, yellowy kind of blend. So I'm thinking about reaching out to um, Asics and you know just asking a few questions about those particular shoes. If you've got, but I've also heard Sorconi, um, Mizuno, obviously Nike, Asics, Adidas. They've all got really good brands. And for the times that I'm trying to run, it, it's like Tice. I don't want to get caught up splitting hairs because i'm not i don't care about a couple of seconds <laughs> really like but I, I just like the idea of getting into sh a shoe which is actually um you know a good suit and it's got some people who who really rate it so if you've got any recommendations i'd love to hear about it if you're on youtube now leave it in the comments if you're not would really appreciate it if you shot me a message at the relaxed running page on instagram or I'm, I'm over on strava as well so i've just started to get a little more consistent with my posting over there so if you wanted to contact me there that'd be really good but um, essentially, that's where I'm at. I'm contacting Precision Hydration as well because I've had Andy Blow on here a few times and the the whole idea of the fueling was something that in my first marathon I ignored. But the first marathon, as you know, if you've been here for a little while, I trained for it like an idiot. Like it was more just like, oh, I'll just go out and run and see how I feel. And then I went through the first half <laughs> in uh, you know a much too quick time. So I think realistically I could have run under three hours pretty comfortably then, but just the way I ran it was was not suited at all. So I want to go into this one with a really good fitness base, a really good 16-week build-up, um, some actual racing shoes. That first one I was just doing in trainers. I'd also like to get on top of um, my my fueling and making sure that my carb intake is effective and that I'm comfortable with gels or liquids or whatever way that I'm trying to get those liquids in. So really open to some um, to some feedback or to uh, to some guidance on that because I know... And I know marketing plays a big role in this, but I'd love to know about some of your preferences around fueling. Precision hydration, I heard from Matt Fox, are fantastic. I've had um, Andy Blow on, as I've said quite a few times, and I've heard amazing things about him and his products. But the truth is, I, I didn't really seriously follow any um, particular fueling plan a couple of years ago. So it's a scene that I'm really, really new to. But essentially, in a nutshell, for right now, episode two, what I'm trying to say is calf's an issue, trying to get on top of that trying to navigate the best way to build up a structured uh, training plan to get a base going into a 16-week plan. I am uh, really keen to find out about fueling, really keen to find out about racing flats, training shoes, just get my head back in the game a little bit. I'm really excited. I, ha I have this fresh excitement that I didn't have towards the end of my running career about just giving it another go. I'm almost approaching it like it's a second little career. Obviously, I'm not going to be running as fast on the track, but it I think when it comes to sort of 10K half marathon marathon, I reckon all of those PBs are still within my reach. Maybe even 5K. I never felt like my five, I ran 14.24 for 5K and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I just don't think, I, I don't think that was my limit. And I think even though people go, oh, you're 36 now, you haven't done it for a long time. I don't think it was like I went out and ran a blinder of 13.45 and it's just out of reach. I felt like the last three or four years of my career, I was thinking, okay, that's a PB that I should really try and attack. So um, the vanity aspect of it, not fantastic. I'm not looking forward to losing a heap of weight. I'm currently 77 kilos. I reckon I'll probably get down to about 70 after some consistent training. Um, 
any lighter than that, I'm not 100% sure is is beneficial to me. But uh, I'm yeah, definitely carrying a little bit of extra weight. The other area that I'm going to maintain pretty well, which I never really did for whatever reason when I was competing, is my strength and conditioning program. I'm going to keep doing my my gym work two, maybe three times a week. I think in the the 16 week block leading up to the marathon, I'll back off the intensity of it. But um, I, I just think that that strength element is going to be really beneficial. So. Watch this space, really excited for it. I'm really pumped as well. We're starting a, a running group on a Friday morning up here in Geelong. So if you're a Geelong local um, and you're okay with an early start, we're gonna get started about 6.30 or 6.40, depending on the light, this Friday coming. I don't know what the, the date is this Friday, let me tell you. Today is the 6th, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 7, 8, 9, so the 10th. Yeah, Friday the 10th, we're gonna meet um, in Geelong, if you want the details, jump over to Instagram. I'll, I'll put a post up there. In the meantime, guys, jump over onto YouTube if you're interested. These podcasts are being posted there as well. The Relax Running YouTube channel's taken off a little bit in the last couple of weeks. It's um, Some of the videos have just gone mental. So looking forward to developing that space as well. I'll keep posting some of these videos and maybe some running footage of the lead up over there. But um, hey, in the meantime, I just thought I'd keep you posted on where I'm at. I'll bring another one of these out in a couple of weeks, hopefully with some better news about the calves. And yeah, really looking forward to uh, bringing you regular updates on how it's going. So I hope you're enjoying it. And uh, I'll speak to you again really soon. Thanks for listening to the Relaxed Running Podcast. If you're ready to become a faster, more efficient runner, visit www.relaxedrunning.com 